Hello, this is Kaylin, Aubrey, and Megan. And welcome back to Husky Talk. Today we are talking with Jamie High. Jamie is 35 and owns and operates High's Adventure Gear and Kennel. Hello, Jamie. Welcome to Husky Talk. We hope you are having a great day. First of all, we know there was a big earthquake last week near you. Did you or your kennel or home have any damage? We, um, besides a few dishes breaking, um, we now have a few additional cracks in the wall for drywall. Um, but other than that, we did pretty well. Good job. Thank you. Before we start our interview with you, we are going to test your Iditarod knowledge. We have five Iditarod questions for you. Ready? Sure. Okay. Who won the first Iditarod? Oh, now you guys are going to make me think. Um, oh, that was way back when. I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Take a guess. <sighs> Um, I want to say his name was Bill, but I don't think that's right. No, not quite. It was Dick Wilmerth. All right. Well, I know a Bill one recent or back then, I believe. Now for your second question. Who has won the most I did odds? Who has won the most I did odds? Yes. Correct. Um, let's see. One... I want to say it was Mitch, but I know Dallas has won four. Lance has won four. I want to say it was Mitch. Good try, but it was Rick Swenson with five. Mitch has followers, so. I thought he was still at four, but I could be wrong. I am wrong. <laughs> Next question. Who founded the idea rod? Uh, Joe Reddington. Correct. How many dogs can a muster start with this year? This year, 14. It used to be 16. You are correct. Next question. What is the name of the award given to the muster that has the la- that finished the race last? The Red Lantern. Good job. Now on to our main interview. Are you ready? I am ready. What inspired you to make and design clothes for mushers? Um, that has been in the works for a long time. I ran that I did a rod in 2012, and on the Yukon Quest, I was freezing. So since then, um, we decided to start making our own year that has developed into a company. That's very interesting. Thank you. You're welcome. Next question. How long have you been making and designing these types of clothes? Um, We have been doing parkas for three years, Um, but I have been sewing since I was your girl's age. Um, I started... Mending gear for Dee Dee John Rowe and, you know, doing harnesses, dog coats, repairing sled bags, and it's just evolved to where we are today. That's very cool. Thank you. Do you make clothes just for people, or do you make the clothes for sled dogs, too? I do. We do leggings. We do um, T-shirts. We do uh, dog coats. I don't do dog booties. That is the one thing I do. will not sew. 
Um, but other than that, we can do just about anything for dogs. Do you hand sew or do you use a sewing, sewing machine? I use a sewing machine. We have a total of eight sewing machines, so depending on what I'm sewing is what I use. Personally, I like to hand sew everything, but sewing machines are cool. You should come to my house. You would think some of my machines are cool. How long does it usually take take you to make an item? Uh, what item? Um, any piece of clothing, mainly, um, let's say, shirts. Um, like a shirt, um, I would say probably just a couple hours. Uh, the closest thing that I can compare it to would be a cuspuck, which is an Alaskan native wear, um, which will take me from start to finish, cutting out, sewing will take me about four hours. That's a really long time, and I thought making a pillow was hard. <laughs> Try doing a parka. A parka will take me from start to finish about 12 hours. Wow. Why is the type of gear mushrooms wear so important? Um, when you're out on um, the trail and it's 65 below zero, you need the most important gear to keep you warm or else you're gonna you know get frostbite lose fingers lose toes or possibly even die so if you have the right clothing then you're gonna stay warm and you'll be able to care for the dogs wow i'm not going to alaska i don't want to get my toes chopped off <laughs> next question so can you tell us the different types of clothing that mushers need to wear while out on the trail with their dogs that, you know, that varies from musher to musher. Um, I personally will wear um, like a pair of fleece pants and then puffy pants. And then what we have developed, um, they are called chaps. And, you know, if you think about the, what motorcycles, what they wear are leather chaps. These are basically the same thing, they're, but they're with our material that we use um, in our parkas. So with that layering system, basically I look like I have a walking sleeping bag on and I can stay warm at 65 below zero with no problem. That's very cool. There's other mushers out there that, you know, wear layers upon layers and then, um, then snow pants or there's, um, other mushers that wear like a, a a system that has foam in it, so very stiff. So it, it depends on what you want to wear and what works for you. That's cool. I've never heard such thing as clothes with foam in them. Yeah, they're, they're lightweight, um, they're stiff, and if you get wet, they do not dry out very fast. Mm. Thank you. Okay. What different materials do you use to create clothing, and is there one that you prefer the most? The main material that we use is our shell material, which is, I guess the easiest way to describe it is a ripstop um, polyester rubber backing um material that I use a razor blade to cut it. So in the dog lot, it can take a beating out on the trail. We can, you know, we 
run into a lot of sticks. So this material we have found, it doesn't puncture very easy. Thank you. So that, that's our main material. Okay, thank you. What is your best-selling article of clothing? Probably our parkas or snow machines slash ATV gauntlets. What's a gauntlet? A gauntlet is um, you put it over the handlebars to help keep your hands warm. It comes up to about your elbows. So basically a big overmitt is what a gauntlet is. That's interesting. If you're okay with talking about it, can you tell us how getting hit by a drunk driver affected your life? Oh, you guys are taking me way back. Oh, <laughs> um, that affected me. Basically, the doctors were telling me just on, I stretched all the ligaments along my spinal cord. And the doctors were telling me that I needed to stay active or else I could, you, I would be in pain the rest of my life. And so that's really when I turned to my dogs and, you know, just the activity of being around the dogs, you stay fit. And I thought my back injury was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say mushing, I mean, there are other injuries that go along with mushing. But as far as building up muscle and, you know, that definitely helps keep the injuries at bay. Sounds like in the Iditarod, people get hurt a lot. Yes. We've heard that you and your husband have both competed in the Iditarod. Who helped you get your start in mushing? Um, I started when I was your age, and um, there were a couple mushers that when I lived in Idaho that were teaching classes, and so that's when I... I took classes for, from them, and then when I was 20, 26, I believe, uh, Dee Dee John Rowe offered me a job, and so I moved up to Alaska and learned from her, and I never went back home. That is very cool. Do either of you still race or run with dogs? We still, we have 33 dogs. This year, I don't think we're going to be doing any races, uh, just due to the fact that it's, oh, 35 degrees outside right now, and it's December, and we have maybe six inches of snow, along with a whole bunch of puppies that are taking longer to train. But hopefully next year, we will be running Iditarod again. Um, if anything, this year, we'll probably do a 300-mile race. I'm just not sure what one. We will be rooting for you next time you do go race in the Iditarod. Oh, well, thank you. The next part of our show is what we call Brain Freeze. We have five would-you-rather questions for you to answer. Are you ready? Sure. Would you rather be in the Iditarod or make clothes for it? Can I pick both? <laughs> sure. Okay, I pick both. Because I would rather run, but I also have a lot of mushers out there that wear my clothing, so. Would you rather use silk or wool to make clothes? Wool. Would you rather run with a husky or a bulldog? Uh, husky, please. 
Make would you rather make clothes for dogs or for people? Uh, probably people. Would you rather live in Alaska or Idaho? Alaska for sure. This next question we ask all of our guests. If you could go on a dog sled trip with anybody, who would it be, living or dead? And why? I think I've already done that. I mean, when I was your age, my, you know, I would follow Iditarod, and my biggest hero was Dee Dee Jonro, and I got to work with her and go on many, many adventures on a tag sled with her. So I think it would have to be Dee still. That's very cool. Lastly, can you tell us what your favorite song is? Uh, I don't have one. If you could choose one song that you really like, anything at all. Um, I really don't know. It could be a recent song that you've listened to that you like. I'm, I'm thinking. I would say probably something by Hobo Jim. Okay. Let's go Hobo Jim, his Iditarod song. Nice. Good choice. We hope you have a great day, and thank you so much for letting us interview you. Well, thank you, girls. I hope you guys have a good day as well. Thank you. Not a problem. Thank you, Jamie. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. If you need any cold weather gear, contact High's Adventure Gear in Alaska. Special thanks to our guest, Jamie High, for being on our show this week. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the Iditarod Trail Song. Thank you for tuning into our interview, and make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and tune in next week. And now, enjoy a clip from Jamie's favorite song, the Iditarod Trail Song by Hobo Jim. And let me race those miles to know 1,049. Then when I get back to my home, hey, I can tell my tale. I did, I did, I did, yeah, I did it right, fail.